Hello, everyone, and welcome to another quarantine episode of My Rundle Biz Podcast. I'm Grayson Orfe. And I'm Allison Akers. We are your hosts from Anne Arundel Economic Development. And it is September. I honestly cannot believe it's September. I feel like the, the year has flown by. I'm already drinking pumpkin drinks and having, I had my fantasy football draft last night. Ooh. It, yeah. Kids are going back to school, whether it's virtual or in person. I mean, it's just crazy. Can't believe summer's over. Um, Grayson, how are your kids liking virtual school so far? Have they adjusted? You know what they have. Um, I honestly think anytime that you can combine school and pajamas, they're totally fine. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> they're like, this is the best of both worlds. Like, y'all, this is great. See, this is until tests start. See, it's the oh, first yeah, week, sure. you know. So didn't you say yeah. they were excited yesterday? Oh, they were really excited. They were like, oh, yeah. So they're, like, in school. Like, they're just watching stuff. And, I mean, everything is great. Um, it's it's a little disruptive. Some of the kids are a little disruptive. But I'm like, dude, this is being recorded. So, you know, <laughs> you're going to get in trouble anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah so really. It's crazy. But my kids are just sitting there. They all got their desks. And they're just, you know, and like. Oh, that's great. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, they're yeah, fully yeah. adjusted. Yeah, no. Come come December, it's yeah. <laughs> then we're like, <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of adjustment, our podcast today is all about adjustment and how we as a community can rally around our Arundel Biz who have made major adjustments in their uh, business practices. So, without further ado, let's get to introducing our guests today. We've got Alexander Fakeri. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Owner of Mojo Creative Digital. Um, he's an Anne Arundel-based creative marketing and advertising agency actually celebrating their 16th anniversary as a company, which is pretty cool. We're glad to hear that. Um, Alex, introduce yourself. Say hello. Yeah, so hello, everybody. Thanks for uh, having me on today. I'm glad to join everybody with this podcast. Um, I, I myself am not from Maryland originally. Um, I'm from Chicago, but um, I have spent enough time in Maryland now, and my youngest is 14, uh, and I've eaten enough crabs to be considered a Marylander, uh, specifically from Anne Arundel County. So, um, but uh, yeah, I have, uh, I have three boys. Uh, my wife and I uh, met here in Pasadena. Um, an old Navy friend of mine gave me a call one day when I was working at some dot-com companies and I was working late hours and he says, hey, I got a blind date for you. And I said, oh, okay, great. You know, he goes, come on down to Pasadena. And I said, Pasa what? And uh, <laughs> came down there. I was an hour late for my first date. And uh, she was so hesitant. She's like, oh, he doesn't like me. She's like, no, he's late for everything. So my, I showed up an hour late, opened the door, there was this angelic figure in front of me, and thank heaven she waited. And um, I said to her, you know, now we're going on our uh, 19th year being married. Wow. Uh, and I, I said to her, I said, look, you know I'm late. You knew this from the get-go. So I don't have an excuse. That's just the way it is. So, um, I, yeah, I have to make it up in dishes sometimes, but other than that, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's that, yeah. that's me and my family in a nutshell. But, yeah, I live here in Pasadena. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, being the digital guy, being a marketing guy, you're right up our alley, you know. So mm -hmm. what, you know, I think we we really know what it means to be in business as far as 
digital and marketing and everything. We want to know from you, what made you go into, into this business and, and how did you get your start? Yeah, um, well, thank you. So really, I came from a whole line of entrepreneurs. I never really thought I was that entrepreneur guy. Mm -hmm. um, but early on, um, I was more of an illustrator. I always tell people when it came to art, I was more of a Norman Rockwell than a Jackson Pollock. So okay. uh, show me what you want and I'll make it. And so as the internet was really evolving and businesses were starting to say, okay, and I need a presence in 1999, 1998, I think we better get on this bandwagon. I said, well, you know, I can do this. I can make websites. Um, so I played around with a little bit and worked for some other dot-com companies that um, unfortunately a lot of them went belly up in 2001, 2002. And um, while I had a knack for developing things, um, I wasn't quite sure I needed to be in business until after six months of unemployment, you realize it's you're either gonna have to do it or you're not. And right. so I, I took on that family pride and said, I'm gonna go own my business. And so, um, you know, the first four years we, we started officially, say we really started in 2003, but in 2004, we really became an official entity. And the first five years we were um, in, you know, the real estate vertical doing what we do today you know, with nowadays are more bells and whistles and features and talent, but sure. generally speaking, it was the same kind of concept just for one vertical. And I'll tell you, you know, um, I just felt like at that time when everything was going belly up, no matter how hard I worked, I found that my decisions, the future are in somebody else's hands. And, you know, it's great if you're, you're led by great inspiration and there's great technology or something, but I really wasn't seeking that job satisfaction. So I just said, out of necessity for my family, out of necessity for my own well-being, I was going to own my future. And so uh, I said, no time like being unemployed to start something. So uh, that's what I did. That's, cool. that's awesome. That's awesome. Now, what kind of work do you do for, the, for your clients, for, for the companies you work with? Yeah, absolutely. So Mojo Creative Digital, I tell people that sometimes use, words are used interchangeable. Like you remember when it used to be, oh, he knows computers. So that means he can take her, my email, my printer and everything, right? Well, Great. the web evolved like that as well. <laughs> right. So, and we've all been, you know, especially if you're techie, you know, they, they all call you for those random things. Um, all your friends and families. <laughs> but, um, you know, for, for, for web, it's kind of like the same thing. We've gone through an evolution. And so, what we provide for our clients is we're not, a, we're not an advertising agency, right? We're more of a creative agency. And what that means is uh, it's often referred to in an older uh, lingo as a marketing agency. And, and there's a difference. Ad, ad agencies are buying media and brokering TV spots. Marketing agencies typically are coming up with a strategy and developing what we call assets. So I tell my clients what Mojo does is we'll design and create anything that you need that helps get a message out frequently and consistently. And, and that is truly the, the success of marketing is frequency and consistency. Sure. So with that, our clients um, were widely known for our websites because we do very high-end custom quality work. Um, and in fact, in that long history of family, when I started my business, my grandfather said to me when he was, he was alive, he said, Alex, you need to pick quality or quantity. You can't have both. And so when I took that, I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go for quality. And so that's what we've done. Quality videography, quality websites, quality mobile apps. Um, you know, and some of the stuff extends to these other services that are needed to get a message out there, right? You have written content, photography, mm -hmm. um, but all in all, we're problem solvers. We just do it with pixels. Yeah. And, um, and that's what we do. We, we solve problems and we have a wide range of clients uh, where we used to be just in real estate. These past now, like you said, 16 years of business, these past 
11 years, we, we've worked everything. I have clients that sell 747s to private owners. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, we, I'm looking up on a board right now. We have people who invent products. We have people who are inventing apps. We have people who are, um, you know, we've got some state projects uh, as well. We're doing tollway websites for like entire states right now. Um, so like, for example, the state of Georgia, you know, Maryland has easy pass. We're doing peach pass for the entire state of Georgia. Oh, cool. uh, and so, you know, we bring it, what we, the value we bring for our clients with all these services is that we bring breadth of experience and knowledge from multiple industries, not just one person. And, and everybody has to evolve for that one person. So I'm not knocking any business, but I'm saying we're bringing a breadth of experience with a lot of people in a lot of industries to kind of bring a lot more insight to our projects. So um, we do all those things for our clients. And uh, like I said, we, we enjoy every moment of it. That's really useful. That's cool. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, talking about marketing and advertising, um, we are excited to announce the launch of our Shop Safe, Shop Local, Shop Arundel Biz campaign um, this month. Uh, that amid the pandemic, we really just want to band together as a community. And that means doing our part as patrons to social distance, wear your mask, everything that you've heard before that you need to continue doing to in order to help help keep our businesses open, but even more so, it means shopping at our own local stores that have worked hard to safely reopen. Um, because I mean, the money that we spend here in locally in Anne Arundel County keeps Anne Arundel County strong. And I mean, maybe for one family that means dining outside at a local restaurant, but maybe another family doesn't feel as comfortable, but still wants to support local. Um, so maybe that means shopping online at a local retail store and having it shipped to sh- ship to your home. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, Alex, I'd love your input into how you've seen your clients adjust to do, to do new ways of doing business in the pandemic. Any standout stories? Oh yeah. You know, um, it, it was funny. You, I want you to kind of just go with me in this journey for a moment. You know, a few years ago, it was trying to convince people that there's business on the internet. And uh, well, first, you know, the internet was real, actually. Let's go even further. Right. Is the internet real? Yes, it's real. Um, yeah. And it was like, do I need a website? And do I need this? Do I need this? And do I need that? And so over the time, you know, it's, yes, I can get business off the internet. And it's, so it's interesting now to where I have to, I used to have to have a conversation at one point where, believe me, I'm not making this up. The internet's real. Leads are come from the internet. You can build a business. To now, it's the conversation is, I can't survive without the internet. Like I need marketing. I need, you know, marketing is no longer a set it and forget it conversation. It's no longer can it, it's a, you can't have, and I spoke on a couple other podcasts about this as well. You can no longer walk away, rock, rock, walk around with a willing state of ignorance. Like you yeah, have definitely. to fully engage in your business and people have to understand. And this is even like, a, I even wrote an article about this even a long time ago. And not that I'm some sort of profit, I, I don't mean it like that, but what I mean is there's an inherent need, businesses under, need to understand that now more so than ever is that you can't treat your website like an electronic vanity plate. It has to be a living, breathing extension of your business. And for a lot of businesses, they're coming to us now and saying, oh my gosh, they're, this is their opinion of our company now because of what they saw when they went to a website and I haven't looked at it in a year or six months or five years, you know, heaven forbid. So um, I think the, the biggest thing to note right away is the awareness, you know, and I encourage businesses to, it is time to, to wake up, you know, and to real, realize that. And a lot of people are, I, th- I think mm-hmm. a lot of businesses get it. There is no choice now. 
Um, But some of the stories that are exciting to me, like one in particular, well, there's quite a few, but one I'll share with you is uh, a company called, a local company here throughout Maryland called Charm City Trivia. Uh, Charm City Trivia has been a client now for Mojo 10 years, if I'm mistaken. Um, We've helped them evolve, launch multiple websites, multiple projects, mobile apps, you name it. But even a company that did have a website, that did have marketing, they suffered like anybody else. Now, their trivia company was serving, prior to the pandemic, um, like upwards of 120 bars and locations every single week throughout Maryland. And that's a lot of hosts, a lot of jobs. Yeah, I think I've seen them in a couple of the restaurants. I don't don't remember if I've tried them yet, but... Yeah, well, I mean, and they run a great game. You know, the unfortunate part was, you know, the pandemic, like you expect, wiped them out overnight. Done. Um, but you know, they have a, they have a great leader, a great business owner and a leadership team, I should say, really. And, you know, they said, well, how can we evolve with this? So, you know, like everybody else has started looking at ways to go virtual. And so we sat down with them and we really came up with some great solutions. They had some fantastic ideas and they went from having, you know, seven or 10,000 players a week throughout Maryland playing in a virtual, a real game to now zero. And then they went to like 30 players playing virtually to now 1,500, 2,000 players a week playing virtually. And what happened was we built them a website called playvirtualtrivia.com. And when you go there, now you can get engaged in a custom game. You can join a game. And what they've learned from this is not only are they just trying to fill seats in restaurants on a Wednesday night or Monday night when traffic's low, but now they're reaching customers at corporate parties on a Sunday afternoon and doing trivia games and things like people would never expect this. So they've opened up a whole new channel of business they never thought was there. And, and so and because of that, it's extending and extending out every single day, um, new players, new challenges, but they're excited about their business and they're growing because of it. You know, so it's, um, and as, and the great thing about for them, because now what they're building is not just a trivia game, but they're building a business, a machine, yeah. assets, right? They have not only this game that's service-based, but they also have, a digital asset that's generating revenue for them as well. So and it, it, it's a win. It keeps Marylanders employed. It keeps um, people here in Anne Arundel County employed. And it also, uh, you know, is entertaining people all across the country. And what they did not realize is now international. And international oh, cool. players, you know, from all, all different time zones playing in these games. It's really cool. My so, best friends uh, live in Philadelphia and we, throughout the pandemic, have done some virtual game nights together online, but we'll have to work this into our rotation now. Yeah, please do. They're they're a great team. So yeah, that's one of the great success stories I think I'd share. Um, There there are others. I have clients that are um, in different sectors, IT, um, service-based, you know, contractors, uh, interior design, you know, companies right here in Emerald County um, that have been long-standing businesses that are now changing things up and going, embracing the virtual concepts. It's a lot of ingenuity. It's really exciting. So hope that answers that question for you. Yeah, definitely. That's cool to hear. Yeah, now, I have, a, I have a question. Now, if I'm coming to you, what would be your pitch to me if I come and I say, hey, I've got $5,000. Now, my, with my $5,000, <laughs> what should I do with this, money, with this money right now? Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no problem, no problem. What what would I do with that money? I'm coming to you and I'm saying, hey, I'm I'm right now. I really want to get things going. What would you say to me that would um, pique my interest in, you know, going online and and doing things online? 
So there's a couple of different aspects about that. And, and so when you work with a budget of any size, you know, there's certain things that you need to keep in mind. It's one, what are your priorities? What are your goals? You know, have a little bit of a plan. I don't care if it's on a napkin or if it's a 20 page document. Um, because one of the things that, you, you know, one of the biggest things that we do is we help manage expectations for our clients, you know, mm -hmm. because a lot of there's a barrage of advertising, people trying to get you to sell their, your logo on the back of a register receipt. There's things all over the place and you don't always know where to look. And so one of the documents that we, we share and I'll, I'll share it out is called the marketing pathways. And that's a, a document that um, identifies where all the possibilities and it's conceptual in nature that says, you know, here is what we call our passive tra traffic. Here's a passive lead generation. Here's active lead generation, very targeted lead generation. And it helps you identify all the different mediums in which you could obtain a customer. And there's a customer behind every single one of these mediums, but it's a matter of which one's right for you at the right volume to justify the path. So with that being said, I try to help clients say, okay, well, if this is your budget, this is your priority, this is your goal, what you're trying to obtain, let's find the right paths that line up for that. So what we do is we start creating this roadmap and then we start saying, okay, now from a budget perspective, you know, what, where, where do we have to put our energy into developing the best possible service? Uh, for some clients, it may be pay-per-click. Some clients, it may be having a website. It may be having a mobile app. It does vary a lot. And so it's kind of hard to narrow down specifically, but I can tell you that the process comes from well, years of experience. So, you know, we are a very process driven company and that's one of our biggest distinguishers. We talk to clients all the time that says, when they look at our process document, which I'll share as well. And when they look at that, they're like, oh my gosh, I've never seen anything like this. And that's because, you know, we built, built so many websites and so many apps and so many marketing plans for different industries. We've seen a lot of the pain points businesses go through, lack of response, he, he said, she said stuff going on all the time. You know, what is the deliverable? When, when was my next, you know, where's the finish line? You know, helping businesses have a plan. And so we show a process, we help them determine their plan and their budget, and we help them make sure to keep their goals in line of sight. And then through there, you know, it, it goes to the next level, which I'll just touch on briefly is when we look at any project, it's keeping three things in mind. I'm gonna focus on websites for a moment or mobile apps or whatever you choose, but I'm gonna focus on those. First off, it's the number one thing is level of effort, right? If I was asking you to build a deck on the back of my house, you're probably going to do a great job, right? And you're going to get the best material and you're going to do, do the permitting process. But once I want the herringbone pattern, the lit staircase, the composite decking and the glass railings, my level of effort goes up. So same thing with, you know, websites or marketing or graphic design. What level of effort do you want? Do you want to be, you know, entry level, and I, I don't want to be derogatory, but let's say a brand, but let's say do you want to be low bottom of the barrel or do you want to be high level? Where do you want to be? The next part is then you need to focus on layouts. You know, so how many unique layouts do I have? Now, think of a, think of a, a, a website. You've probably seen they have one page. The homepage looks like a certain way. You go to the contact and it's positioned a little bit differently. You have a form or you have a gallery of items or a navigation on the left or the right. Things change. So how many layouts do we need to make the best experience? Um, every business varies. If you use like something like Amazon, there are upwards of 400 different layouts. Mm -hmm. right? so the more layouts, the more the cost. And then the third and final, the most relevant is really function. You know, what is it that you want this thing to do? Um, and so if you want it to make toast in the morning, then we have to make plans for that. And so 
those are the types of things that kind of vary into determining costs and helping find figure out how to use that $5,000 or whatever their, their budget is to get them what they need. So that's the process that we go through. It's been something we've related to all our clients and it's helped them a lot. Is there one area that you focus on? I mean, I would think that if you're getting new customers during this pandemic that are really in a panic saying, oh my gosh, I need, I really need to focus on this now. This is so important for my business. Um, what can you do for me? Or what's the first thing I need to think about? Like, have you had those discussions? Oh yeah, many, many of them. I mean, it's, it's for right now, for all those businesses, it's, it's very much the same conversation. It's, I need seats, butts and seats now. I need people at my heads and beds or whatever your, your business industry term is, but you need business now. And so usually what we're looking at is, okay, we can generate business through multiple means, right? Mail, you can do direct mail, you can do elect, direct email marketing, you can do social media. There's a lot of those. And I will tell you that we honestly still use some of them, but print's definitely a little bit down, but uh, from what's usually being leveraged as a tool, that's also about to be an upswing for a lot of companies because those who aren't using it can now find better deals to market more aggressively. Um, so... I would say the biggest thing though is making sure whatever somebody advertises that where it takes somebody is a valid place to address that concern. You know, a lot of businesses market products. A lot of your, your the people you talk to, they're marketing a product. Here's my product. The problem is people don't shop for products. They, they shop from pain points. You know, my back hurts. I'm going to, what am I going to get better inserts in my shoes, get a better mattress. I shop from my pain. You know, I don't shop from, Oh, I, I want a product. I, there's something in my life that needs change. And so that's what's very important. And that's what I think businesses need to keep in mind is what are you marketing them? And when you market to them, take them to a page or the product they're looking for quickly. Um, but to do it effectively, you got to get directly in their hands as quickly as possible. The shortest sales cycle as quickly as possible. So to make those short sales cycles where video has been a big demand, like we need to show a video that we're still in business. Hey, we are alive. And so a video with usually some electronic advertising to get them directly to the sites. Websites are a big part of everything now. And then a lot of email marketing. Uh, so those are a lot of the, to answer your question, uh, those are a lot of things that are being asked of us right now. You know, I'd I have loved seeing how creative companies have gotten recently. Um, I think through one of our CEP grant recipients, QR codes have made a huge comeback um, because people want contactless menus. So I think one of our, um, I just went out to eat outside recently and they had a little sign right at, right when you walked up to the patio that you just scan your, your phone, the QR code, and it brings up the menu. And then you just look at the menu on your phone. You don't have to interact. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Touchless menus. Those are, yeah, those are great. You know, I don't know if you know this QR codes were originally invented by a subsidiary of Toyota, uh, for inventory management. Um, and it used to be barcodes because barcodes only have a certain amount of data. They made a QR right. code includes tens of thousands of bits of data. And so um, anyway, but uh, yeah, no, the, the, the ingenuity of businesses out there is inspiring. You know, I think when they write in the less of the history books in the future, it's going to be the great awakening or something along those lines yeah. uh, for a business. Unfortunately, aside from all the horrific stuff that's happened because of the pandemic, I think a lot of businesses are getting creative, which is, you know, I, I think you're right. There's a lot of, you know, the great thing with the CEP grant is that, you know, it's, it's waking people up and giving them opportunities too. Yeah, covers their cost of making these important additions. But yeah, it's, it's so cool to see. I love the creativity. 
yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of the CEP grant, um, was there anyone that was awarded the grant that's it's now closed, but that was awarded the grant that actually came to you for help? Yes, uh, we, we did. We had just a handful of people come over to us and uh, we've started digging in with them and coming up with some great solutions. Um, so such as Karen Renee Interiors and uh, one that we're getting ready to launch, which I'm excited about is Bay Area CPR. Um, and with these, you know, what both of the businesses are looking to do with these two particular examples are saying, hey, we have any, a primarily physical experience. How can we start bridging that gap and taking our business online? So, you know, everything from logos to, um, you know, how they book a class, how they pay for that class uh, is bringing them efficiencies in the business. Bay Area CPR, for example, they now have not only a, a brand new logo coming out on board and their new website once it's released, will give them the ability to book, have people pay in advance, do an online portion of training, and then follow up for the in-person. So it increases safety for, you know, obviously social distancing needs for the pandemic issues as well as uh, efficiencies for her operation. So, um, of running awesome. activities. That's really cool. Yeah, it's great, it's great. So, I mean, we've touched on it a little bit, but marketing and advertising itself is constantly changing. How have you yourself adapted your company to stay relevant 16 years later? I mean, that's, that's a testament to your company, I would say. Yeah, well, thank you, you know, and I mean, I will say, you know, having survived almost, as an individual surviving three, recessions, biological and stock related and technology related, I can tell you that. Um, it, it's, it's being one of a frame of mind of a constant learner. And it's honestly uh, important to embrace change. Like you're hugging a long lost relative that you just don't want to let go. And the, the idea is that, you know, we look at every opportunity we can to look at the new technologies. We actually host something called um, the hooked events, Mojo hooked events. And we've had online hooked events where we look at the latest and greatest technologies and we, we purposefully take time to look at, go out and search up these opportunities. Uh, we had Adobe come out and actually help us present this concept where people who have smart TVs, for example, um, whether they be Roku's or Chromecasting tools or anything like that. Well, there's ad spots out there called OTT, yep. over top advertising, right? So yep. those, those spots are basically void. Nobody's filling those in there. And that's why it says, please wait for this commercial break brought to you by such and such show. It's because they don't have media in there to fill in the gaps. So by us going out there, researching, understanding, digging in, you know, and knowing the market and staying current, that allows us to provide our customers with better information, allows us to make better decisions. So I'd say the, the effort is in continually learning and not, you know, never settling. In fact, I, I want to, I had an interview yesterday with a new candidate because we're hiring, we're growing. Um, right. Thank heavens. I'm super thrilled about, but the candidate told me this interesting thing. It's something I believed in, but I've never heard it articulated so well. And I asked her, I said, what do you do to stay current? And you know, how do you always improve? And she goes, my goal every day is to be 1% better than yesterday. Oh, that's cool. And I thought like, you're hired. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's a great answer. <laughs> I was like, that's a fantastic answer, you know? And that's what I think you have to do as a business owner out there is you have to figure out what am I doing 1% to be better than yesterday, you know? Um, and so I, that's the number one thing, you know, don't rest. I know it can be exhausting, but if you didn't get into this for knowing there's going to be a fight to survive, then you, maybe your expectations are a little off and you need to take a fresh look at your business because it's one of those things you, you've got to stay engaged. It can't be a set it and forget it anything. No. Yeah. So, That's hope that answers the question. Yeah, great insight.
I actually read in a trend the other day that they're just trying out is since so many people have Alexas and uh, voice assisted technology in their home that they're, they're testing out voice ads where you can just say, hey, download this coupon and it goes directly into your voice assisted um, Alexa or whatever you have. Pretty cool. Yeah. That'll, yeah. Be, that'll be interesting to see how that shapes up. There, there is, and I encourage those businesses to take a look out there at, at you know these opportunities because they're they're there for them. You know, it's will help them as well. So, listen. At the end of the day, we are the Jetsons. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I think during this pandemic, we went from the Flintstones to the Jetsons. It's yep. just yep, we just need the cars. <laughs> I'm you. You're absolutely right on that one. It's 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 awesome. It's awesome. Now, what what advice do you give companies that may be uh, that may be faced with uh, some of the challenges in adapting? Like, uh, you know, like I just said, you know, we went from the Flintstones to the Jetsons. So, you know, you do have some of those mom and pop companies that are, you know, finding it difficult during this time, whether it be financial, whether it be, you know, whatever, that they've never had to think about this before. But now with this happening, with the pandemic happening, how do they now move over into being able to get their product online when them themselves are not um, exactly acquainted with doing things online. Right. Um, so th there's a few things I want to start off with. One's a little whimsical, um, but it's, it's something that everybody in this office probably like, Oh God, he's saying it again. Um, <laughs> but I can, I can tell you that it's a quote um, from Maya Angelou who once wrote, People will never remember what you do. They'll never remember what you said, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. And to me, that has been the cornerstone of our belief in what we do, whether what we're designing, how we're talking, the experience when they walk in the door. You have to understand that, and if you look at any company, Chick-fil-A or Walmart or whatever, the first thing that comes to your mind or that, that sister or brother that you have to squabble with is the first thing that comes to is that feeling that you have. And so I think you need to, as a business, as we need to reflect and say, okay, what is that experience that I'm leaving out there? You know, am, am I leaving the right, is this what I want to be saying about me, uh, about myself, or this is the belief I want people to have about us? So keep that in mind. Um, very importantly, though, I'd say in order to go through this, um, I, I touched on it briefly, but I talked about change. You know, we've had to change so much, you know, Mojo, for example, you know, it was just, okay, we're going to provide this service. Well, now, now we actually have to provide this service and we actually have to support it in this way. Or, oh, shucks, we're going to have a, a, an economic crisis in 2008 and 2009 and we have years to recover. Um, and so as we've learned through each one of these examples, um, you lose a key employee, you, you, somebody with a lot of corporate knowledge, you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? You know, your success really lies upon your ability to respond. And what are you going to do from that? And I know it sounds easy for somebody to be, oh, you're the sideline quarterback talking from your position. No, I've, I've lived these. I, I know what it takes. You know, not that I'm the foregone expert, but I, what I am telling you is fact. You know, yeah. and that is unless you embrace that change, you wrap your arms around it. You know, but the moment you turn your nose at it or think it's going to be okay or you make an assumption, you are going to cripple yourself. Your business will suffer greatly out of your... Um, lack of concern or just blind faith that, oh, it's just going to get better. You, you have to embrace it 
and you have to say, okay, I'm willing to change, I'm willing to evolve. And I think that's one thing that's happened in this situation we're in, this biological recession we're in, is that you don't, you don't really have any choices. You, you're, you're if you wanna be around, I mean, I've heard of restaurants recently, I don't, I don't wanna say their name, but I was shocked to hear they were gone. I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't know they were gone. I thought yeah. they survived. And let's say that you're one of those companies that are there, but nobody knows that you're gone or there. Then you have to start saying something. You know, you're gonna have to break free from the usual, make it a constant little effort to, to change. Um, and then it, when it comes to, you know, what to do specifically with this COVID environment, I, I would say reach out to, it, it could be certainly us, I'd always be there to talk to people, but get a counsel, get somebody you can talk to, a, a, a mentor or somebody you can really confide in and have an honest conversation. You know, um, I mean, a lot of times we look at these other businesses as competitors. And honestly, there's so much business in so many industries across the board, you can have a friendly conversation with a competitor. Um, yeah. And I think it's important to find some people you can trust. The, the most beneficial thing, though, I think is everybody needs to hear, and this is not um, this is not self-serving at all, but I think in, it's really serving you guys, is that look around at the community and see what programs there are. Um, I have found through AEDC, I have found through Maryland County you know, Commerce, I have found so many opportunities, grants, availability. I'm not just talking about the grant we talked about earlier with CEP, mm -hmm. but you know, I found a grant that's in Maryland that allows you to do international travel. You know, yeah. I, I found there's tons of opportunities. There are. Tap into those resources. I mean, you guys have been great for, you've been there for my business um, and we've created great relationships and opportunities for my staff. Don't think it's not achievable to reach out and there's nothing there. You guys have been helping and there are other companies uh, that could use your help as well, but reach out to the, the counties, reach out to the state. There's stuff there. That's really great advice. Thank yeah. you, Alex. No problem. No problem. Last question. Something fun. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite part of being here in Anne Arundel County? Do you have a favorite place, a favorite memory? Well, you, I mean, you met you met your wife here, so that's yeah, like, that should be your favorite. Nothing that's better favorite. than that. <laughs> <laughs> It's the beginning and end of my life is you know, Pasadena, my blind date. Um, you, you know, I've, I, I would say the best thing about being in this count community for me, because I, I really think it's not a county, it's a community, it you know, and, and f for me is that, you know, a lot of organizations, a lot of people are always running these silos and there, there really is a sense of community pride and people who want to get involved or people who want to just have a voice or be heard or help out um you know there's and i get a real sense of that here you know in some of my uh my favorite spots you know in in, in anne arundel county as a whole i i loved my trip down two years ago when i went down to the capitol and got to walk up into the tower at the top of the dome um you know i i love taking my uh family down to the, some of the local restaurants two rivers i mean you name it i've been to a lot of them uh that are out there and uh, I just think when you can go to the park, Downs Park on one end, and go grab a great bite to eat, you go to see some historic stuff, and you know, go to see uh, Hancock's Resolution, and like all in this little area. And if you really want to get it, just take your family and out of town guests to DC, or go to PA for the day. You know, I mean, we're in such a key central location. It's like I just don't see how you can't have a good time in this county. So good answer. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Well, and I wasn't paid for that either. No, you weren't. You weren't. <laughs> 
Well, listen, Alex, thanks so much for talking to us today. We really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule just to kind of sit down, talk with us, and, and let us know about Mojo. Um, is there any closing thoughts that you may have, anything that you want to tell the people? Yeah, how can they get in contact with you? Um, yeah, absolutely. So uh, please, first off, always take a look at our website, which is www.mojo.biz. That's M-O-J-O dot B-I-Z. Um, take a look there. You can check us out on Facebook as well, um, uh, facebook.com slash mojo.biz. And, um, you know, g give us a call at our phone number, 410-439-1994. Uh, you know, I'm a, a service-disabled veteran-owned business, and uh, we uh, work with every... Uh, we, we love working with first responders and firefighters and everything. We always extend out some, some grace to them and their pricing and what we do with them. And then anybody out there who's uh, looking for somebody to help them solve a problem. I mean, you can, you can get a website almost anywhere, but if you want somebody to help you solve a problem, evolve your business, think of Mojo. So um, that's what I'll just leave with you. And I want to thank everybody for their time. And I wish everybody good luck in this pandemic. I mean, we'll, we'll get through it. And we're already on the outskirts where the term post-pandemic is starting to, to populate. Hopefully. So, yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, thank you so much, Alex. Very welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, so you can find this episode of My Run to Biz podcast and all of our others on AEDC social media channels or on runtobiz.org. So that is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, wherever you are, we are there with you. Um, including just the audio versions on podcasts. Um, it's just a chance to highlight local business owners, such as Alex here, um, throughout Anne Arundel County and learn about the companies that make up your communities and hire your neighbors. And as a last parting thought, remember shop safe, shop local, shop Arundel Biz. Thanks, guys.